the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, the Yankees just won, so that's a good way to start the weekend. Uh, I was at the game. We'll talk about that in a little while. But, you know, I would be um, not as forthright as I want to be here if I didn't tell you how upset I am about a shooting that took place just a little while ago. Um, and a 16-year-old girl is dead. Caught in the crossfire at 1.45 p.m., around the high school, you know, one forty-five p.m., not not a.m. You can't say, that, oh, these are kids who are out looking for trouble. 16 years old. It's a little girl. She got shot. She's dead. I mean, that family is devastated. I mean, the police commissioner went there. They, they all turned out and turned up. But, you know, that is, it's heartbreaking, right? I'm, I'm sitting in the studio right now next to a 15-year-old, my son, Luca. And, it, it, you know, to say you don't make that correlation is just naive because, of course, you do. And, like, that young, that girl was not doing anything except going to school, walking to or from school. Two other students got shot as well. But the 16-year-old is dead. I mean, wow. One forty-five in the afternoon. And then um, I was reading a story today on, on the subway about and While I was on the subway, I'm reading a story about a guy who's on the subway, subway and at 4.30, let me see the, the exact time because I wrote it down because it was so upsetting. 4.20, 4.20 in the afternoon on Wednesday, the day before yesterday, he is uh, he's on the subway seated and a couple of kids come on. I think three kids, 16, 17 years old. They are not apprehended. And apparently they're like stepping on his boots or his, yeah, his boots. That's what it says. And he said something to them. And he said, you know, listen, guys, you're stepping on my boots. And they confronted him, the three of them, at 4.20 in the afternoon. Take him and throw him down on the floor in the subway and beat him up. And then one takes out a knife and cuts his forehead open. And then they run out of the train. Now, luckily, the guy wasn't too, too hurt because he was, he got to the hospital himself and then he called 911 there and the police reported back and they're looking for, uh, they're looking for these three youths. But, you know, I think about, you know, what, what Chris Hassan said the other day when we were on the phone talking about crime and he was talking about the family and things starting at home. And, like, it's a 16-year-old kid. Like, who teaches a 16-year-old that it's cool or it's not cool to beat up a guy or have you and two of your friends beat up a guy on the train at 4.20 in the afternoon. 
you know that that that's those are lessons we all learn. And then, now we could tie it all into look at their role models. Look what Will Smith just did, right? And he's a role model. And you know what? We're going to talk about his punishment in a moment. But I, I, here I am on the subway reading this article about a forty-eight-year-old guy who that's someone five years my junior gets beat up and gets his head cut open with a knife. I mean, Rikers Island, Rikers Island. Inmate there gets his, gets slashed, gets his face slashed open, and then they, they turned over a whole bunch of cells, and they found all kinds of knives and weapons in these cells. So you know, I I know it's a hundred days, right? I know the mayor has been on a lot of radio and television channels, and and it's a hundred days that he's been in office, and and everyone who listens to this show knows I'm a cheerleader, and I, and I get criticized for it. I did get my first piece of mail today as a radio host. Um, don't hold your breath for that one, but it was more in capacity of a lawyer than as a radio host, but now they know where to find me. Um, you know, so yesterday I played the the clip from Bob Grant, um, and talking about things in the, the early nineties, basically 30 years ago. And it's interesting because I listened to, it's all like a four hour show. I listened to the whole show. I was focused on the Supreme court part of it because that was the program where, Justice Blackwell was leaving and Justice Breyer was coming in. The The lead nominee there, they, everyone thought it was going to be Senator George Mitchell, but it was not him. But, you know, Giuliani had just gotten into office. And they were talking about all kinds of things that uh, how Rudy, uh, you know, Mayor Giuliani did this and Mayor Giuliani did that and some firings and, and maneuvers that he made. And, you know, he didn't come in. You know, memory is a very interesting thing. He didn't come in and like everything got fixed in five minutes. It took a little while. Um, and, you know, he did have, and, and I've been criticized for bringing this up, but it's accurate. Mayor Dinkins, in the end of his term of, of being the mayor, he was able to get a big hunk of money from Washington that, and he was able to hire a whole bunch of police officers that were being trained during his administration so that when Rudy came in, he had a whole bunch of new cops. He had a whole new platoon of officers to send out in the street. And yes, they were guided by Bill Bratton and Jack Maples, and they got new uniforms and new cars and new weapons, and that helped tremendously. But again, it didn't happen overnight. I will go back and labor to try to find out where things were in the first 100 days of Mayor Giuliani's um tenure as the mayor of the city of New York. But clearly, when you're hearing about a 48-year-old guy who's a working guy getting beat up and cut on the subway, when you hear about a 16-year-old girl, you know, this happened four hours ago, five hours ago. Do you know what her family is like right now? This this 16-year-old girl? Do you know what her family must be like right this second? Her teachers, her friends at school, the principal of school, her gym teacher, her math teacher, her counselor, her aunt, her cousins, she's gone. I mean, look, I, 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 nobody knows, no one has the answer with gun control, except I could tell you what has worked. When Bloomberg was in office, he get, those were the strictest gun control laws this city has ever seen. And it was also amongst the safest this city ever was. And I know a lot of people who listen to AM 970, the answer, you know, they, they feel differently and people who they support, uh, feel differently about gun control. I can only tell you as a person who's been involved in the criminal justice system 
so literally since I was a kitten because my father was an assistant district attorney under Frank Hogan in the 60s. And so I, I grew up watching and being surrounded with crime. And I was an a intern in the Manhattan DA's office in the summer of 1990. So if my math is correct, that's 32 years it'll be right now. And all I could tell you is that if you look at the statistics, Mayor Mike Bloomberg put so much pressure on the five district attorneys to crack down on anyone with an illegal gun, not pulling guns out of people who apply properly, had background searches done, and and were eligible to carry a rep weapon, but people who got caught with an illegal gun, mandatory two years in jail. And if you want to know the example, the biggest one is Plexico Burris. Plexico Burris is a New York Giant football player. He had won the Super Bowl. He caught the pass from Eli Manning in the corner of the end zone to beat the New England Patriots, to win the Super Bowl, to wreck their 18-0 season, or they were undefeated season. They were, they, the Patriots won every game that year except the Super Bowl. The, uh, the, I said the Yankees, but the, the Giants beat them. Shortly thereafter, Plexico Burris is walking into a, a nightclub, and they, I, get, I think they believe there was a metal detector. They were getting searched, and he goes to t- take his weapon out, and he shoots himself. And he had Ben Brothman as his lawyer, who's a spectacular lawyer. Guess how much time he got? Two years. Because Bloomberg used his budgetary power with the five DAs and said, if you don't abide by this. Actually, he did it in a positive way. If you abide by this, I will give you more money for your budgets to fight crime. And I will tell you, more or less, those five DAs stuck to it. And if you got caught with an illegal gun... The consequences were severe. And I will tell you this also, because I know this for a fact, because I was in the courthouse and uh, one of the judges who was assigned in Manhattan told me this. They're, they are fast tracking all of the gun cases, meaning they're, you're really jumping the line. If you get caught with a gun, your case is going to go before you beating someone up or you stealing a car. Now, I don't know what's happening with those cases, but... I will tell you, the chief judge of the state of New York is insisting that the these lower court judges write memorandums about the gun cases and you know why the cases are dragging on. And I don't think they're allowed to give more than a two-week adjournment. So they're really, really pushing it. So they're trying. But, and I'm not saying, you know, uh, gun control is the only thing, but it's a primary thing. If you have anything to say, you can give us a call at 877-970-2999. 877-970-2999. Just think of it. It's 877, the call letters for this channel, 970-2999. And the thing is that um, what I really would like to hear your opinion on is Will Smith. The punishment for the crime of smacking Chris Rock is you're not allowed to come back to the Oscars for a decade. Is that good enough? Too harsh? Too little? It's so funny. You open the New York Post or the app and they say it's a joke. You open other news agencies and they say, oh, it was a very harsh penalty. What do we think? Is 10 years of him not going to this prestigious award real punishment or is it a joke? And what happens if in two years he really is, has an unbelievable performance and he's nominated for the Academy Award again? Do they break the rule and let him in? You can give us a call on Friday evening, 877-970-2999. If you're sitting in the car, pick it up and dial.
So on a Friday evening, as you're unwinding and thinking about life and, and, and how it treats you, you have to think about what could happen if things don't go the right way. If your husband, your wife, your significant other, or, or your child develops some sort of illness where they need serious medical care, are you financially able to handle that? Because you know what, folks? It can be $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay for the medical and facility bills? Well, you should be if you're not prepared, but you can be prepared. Just call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. These attorneys have been doing this for years. They've helped hundreds and hundreds of people just like you with the same thing that you're going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news that your life savings is going to disappear. Call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. They have offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It's never too late. The time to act is now. So call Connors and Sullivan, 718-238-6500. You'll be so glad that you did. Buying a home requires a lending partner who can help you navigate through the mortgage process. A Citizens Bank loan officer can help answer all your questions and help you select the products you need in a clear and personal way. So the next time you have a question about home financing, call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Americans don't trust big media. The source you can trust is Newsmax. Find it on all major cable systems or download the free Newsmax app on your phone. Millions are watching Newsmax and the Newsmax team with Rob Finnerty, Eric Bowling, Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith, Greg Kelly, Stinchfield and Rob Schmidt. Plus weekends with Huckabee, Diamond and Silk, Gorka and Wendy Bell. 20 million people have made the switch to Newsmax. Try it. You may never go back. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Eight eight. President Donald Trump is singing that about Judge Deborah James here in uh, the city of New York. Because today, Judge Judge Deborah James ruled that uh, Mayor de Blasio was out of order and did not have the right to take the uh, golf uh, course that the Trump organization runs in the Bronx and take it away from him. Uh, They said basically after the January 6th 
uh, incident at the Capitol, the um, de Blasio said we're stripping the Trump, we're, we're taking it away from Trump because they violated the contract. Because in the contract it says that uh, any proceeds from any tournaments goes uh, gets divided up between the Trump Organization and the City of New York. And de Blasio, the de Blasio administration rationalized it, saying, yeah, we could take it away because now after January 6th, Trump is going to be so unpopular that there won't be any tournaments there and we can't make any money. So you lose your right to have the golf course and we're taking it back. And that's that. And the Trump organization sued. And Judge Deborah James said the contract just says if there are tournaments, they get a piece of the action. Doesn't say there has to be tournaments to get a piece of the action. And Eric Trump issued a statement today saying they're going back into the golf business and they will stay in the Bronx and keep a beautiful uh, golf course there for folks in New York City to use. Um, Let's say a quick hello to Sammy in Howard Beach who's calling to say hi. What's up, Sammy? I've got to tell you, you've done the impossible. I'm a creature of habit for 40 years. Local news at 6. Network News 6.30. Three weeks ago, I had lunch with a good friend of yours, Paul Interlandi. Good guy. And he told me you were on because I used to love to listen to you when you'd appear on Bernie and Sid. And I said, and I've been listening ever since. Oh, well, thank you, my friend. Well, let me ask something, Sammy, since I have you on the line. I, I Obviously, you know about this whole Will Smith smacking thing, right? Yep. So here's the big news today. They They... You know, to their credit, to the Academy's credit, the meeting wasn't supposed to be until, I believe, April 18th. Uh, and they moved it up. They moved it up. And they said, uh, maybe maybe I got the date wrong, but it was, they moved it up a week because they felt they needed to act quickly. And my understanding is the ruling is he can't go to any Academy uh, uh, motion picture events, any parties, obviously the Academy Awards. Next year, you know, he's... The, usually the best actor, uh, he introduces the best actress nominees and hands out that trophy. He can't do this for a decade. Uh, you know, Sammy from Howard Beach, what do you think uh, about I'll that tell punishment? You what I think. I think that punishment fits the crime. Donald Trump was barred from Twitter for using freedom of speech. This guy is slapping people around. He had no respect, and it was it was something obviously that I think was premeditated when you see him and Jada laughing when this was going down. So I've got. Do you no think it's premeditated, or do you think when he was laughing and then he looked at his wife and she was all bent out of shape that you know then he felt like he had to do something? Well, he may have felt that he had to do something, but he was still out of order. You yeah. know that that stuff wouldn't go on. You know where you or I come from. No, this don't happen. I and you know, you know the, they, they, they. By the way, I should tell you, Sammy, that the Academy, in issuing the uh, statement and the punishment to uh, Will Smith, they actually congratulated or applauded uh, Chris Rock for maintaining oh, maintaining his composure. Yeah, you know, I was with one of my buddies at the Yankee game, and he's like, "Oh, I feel bad for Chris Rock. He was so humiliated in front of all of these people," but. First of all, I don't think, you know, it's not like he when he got hit and he fell to the ground or he was crying. I mean, he got hit and he basically was like almost like nothing happened. I don't think, uh, you know, he, he looks too bad in this situation. Nope, not at all. Let me ask you a quick question. Did you make it back in time from the walk-off or did you have to leave early? I had to leave early, believe me. So uh, I, I, I stayed until the ninth. And uh, you want to talk about that for a second? What a horror sure. show 
going to Yankee Stadium was today. Horror show. And they just were voted the uh, richest team in sports all over the, the globe. I don't know how many billions of dollars they're worth. And they cannot figure out. It was like the first time they were ever going to let 50,000 people into Yankee Stadium. I was online for an hour to get into the stadium. An hour. Everyone was complaining. And, oh, ready for this? I pay to be a clear member. So you, when you go to the airport, you get to walk through a little earlier because you've already been pre-checked in, whatever. It was a disaster. And God forbid you want a beer. So you wait an hour to get in. Now, I gave up drinking for Lent, so I didn't have to worry about the beer part. But my buddies were like, I'm going to get a beer. Boom, you miss a whole inning. Just waiting online. Ridiculous. Well, you know what? It wasn't the power hour, that's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you, Sammy. Thanks for calling in and, and calling in any time, all right, buddy? Yeah, I'm going to be a regular now. I, I love this this new routine. Oh, it's great. Well, great. I'm, Paul, I'm, told me, Paul told me he's going to introduce you to me one day, so I look forward to that. Whenever you want, my friend. God bless and have a all great right. weekend. But I got to tell you, folks, it, it, the Yankee Stadium today, I was so happy I didn't have Luca with me or little Arthur. I mean, I'm looking forward to taking them to a game. But and Luke is here. Luke, you know what we're doing from now on? We're gonna be third inning guys. We'll show up at the stadium in the third inning because the lines are just so long. Do you remember when we, you and I went last year? I do remember. And we went and got we and we were with Nicholas, right? Yes. Remember we we got food. Yes. How long did it take? It took very long. Like forty five minutes, right? You got Chinese food, I think, and I got sushi. Yeah, it took like forty five minutes. Right, exactly. And, it, you know, it's pretty nice to, like, have sushi and Chinese food at the because when Sam Molino and I went to the games, Matt, I don't think they had sushi at any of this. No, st- right. just a hamburger, s- hot dog. Stale box of Cracker Jacks. Yeah, no, no, popcorn. Cracker, Cracker Jills. Oh, Cracker Jills now. Cracker yeah, Jills, Cracker Jill bro. Now. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, they're having a limited run. It's not Cracker Jacks, folks. It's Cracker Jills. Same recipe, just different box cover, like Minnie Mouse now wears pants. Um, so let me just think about the fact that they there was awesome energy in the Yankee in the Yankee Stadium. But I will tell you, it wasn't just me. So many people around me were just so upset. And of course, a fight broke out on the line, waiting to get in. Who's cutting who? Who's cutting out? Of course, there were two Irish guys, <laughs> rather rather large. I was the one who whistled over the cops. There was cops that gave birth to cops. There were police everywhere. But, of course, where the fight was, they were no... I mean, I'm not coming on them. They, they just couldn't see. I'm not coming down on the police officers. They just couldn't see because the line literally was so thick. They couldn't see these two guys rolling around the floor. There was a woman involved. It was nuts. Uh, but it was really because of people's frustration. Like, you, you get there, and you're all excited. Okay, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to walk in. But then, like, what the heck? I mean, give me a break. What I was going to do is what, what my buddy Noah normally does. He goes, listen, I ain't waiting on these lines. We go to the Yankee Tavern. We have a couple of pints, watch it on TV, and then we stroll in. I like that idea. And if you're, and if it's not Friday during Lent, the Yankee Tavern has a heck of a pastrami sandwich, and I think a corned beef sandwich as well. I mean, it really knocks your socks off. Um, I went with the popcorn. You have no idea how many calories in popcorn, if that's accurate that they list up there. But when we come back uh, on the other side of the hour, 
Let's talk a little bit about the masks and the kids in the mask. Depending on which newspaper you're reading right now, either Mayor Adams has said the masks are going to be extended for another week or he's extending them for a week and then he's lifting them. So we don't know what the exact answer is. Maybe we'll find out on Monday. We're going to have someone from the administration on on Monday. Um, If you want to talk about the masks, if you want to talk about the horrible crime, if you want to talk about the Yankees and the Nets that are in a playoff struggle, just give us a buzz at 877-970-2999, 877-970-2999. And I told you my place to hang out around Yankee Stadium is the Yankee Tavern. But there's a lot of spots around there. If uh, anyone has any suggestions, because we do have a lot of tickets for uh, for this season, Luca and I and, and whoever else I decide to drag along. So give us some suggestions. Where do you go eat before or after a Yankee game? All right, couple of minutes, we'll be right back. One, two, three, four, five. Numbers most important for prostate cancer treatment. One, excellent results. Two, avoiding robotic surgery. Three, maintaining sexual function. Four, keeping urinary control. Five, avoiding robotic surgery's penis shortening. One, two, three, four, five. Our goals of prostate cancer treatment for you. I'm Dr. Lederman. Men with prostate cancer wish great results, avoiding robotic surgery, maintaining sexual and urinary life, and penis integrity. Meet Dr. Lederman to learn more. For free booklet DVD, Call 212 Choices. All outpatient, 1384 Broadway at 38th. Most insurance, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. Call Dr. Lederman, 212 Choices. Decades of experience treating thousands with prostate cancer. 12345, results avoiding robotic surgery, quality of life, penis integrity. 12345, you'll be number one with Dr. Lederman. Call 212 Choices, 212 Choices. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. 63 degrees. We have a sunshine on this Friday evening. We do have a little bit of rain on the way. Details on that coming up. What's going on? We have the answer. Well, New York officials are reacting to three teenagers who were shot while walking home from school in the Bronx today. One of the teenagers, a 16-year-old girl, was shot in the chest and killed. Governor Hochul tweeted, quote, our hearts break for their family, and quote, this is why we're working to get guns off the street. In addition, Mayor Eric Adams tweeted, quote, we lost a 16-year-old baby in the Bronx today, and it's why we can't abandon our streets to gun violence. COVID-19 pills are gaining in popularity as they become far more widely available. Let's get more from Sarah Lee Kessler. Pfizer's Paxlovid and Merck's Molnupiravir were approved by the FDA back in December on an emergency basis, but were tough to find in many pharmacies. Both COVID pills are designed to be taken within five days of a positive COVID test. The Merck drug is for adults ages 18 and up, but the Pfizer pill can be taken by kids as young as 12, as long as they weigh at least 88 pounds. New York epidemiologist Bruce Farber of Northwell Health says the pills can prevent people from being hospitalized 
hospitalized if we see another COVID surge. Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio, New York. Thank you, Sarah Lee. Taking a look at the traffic, it's pretty bad at the outbound Holland Tunnel. 30 to 40 minutes, maybe even a little bit more than that from Canal Street. 30 to 40 inbound from 1 and 9. The inbound Pulaski Skyway is jammed up all the way across the span. 15 to 20 from the Turnpike Approach. 30 minutes at the outbound Lincoln Tunnel, 15 to 20 on the city-bound side. Your best ride into town right now will be the George Washington Bridge. There are no delays into the city, upstairs or down. Taking a look at your forecast, partly cloudy skies tonight, low 48. Tomorrow we're going to see some sun, we're going to see some clouds, we're going to see some rain as well, especially in the northern parts of New Jersey and the Hudson Valley. Maybe some uh, sun by late in the day. More sun for Sunday with a high of 53. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer. No sleep till... We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. sleep till Brooklyn there's not a, it has has not been a lot of sleep um for for me I was very la- lucky last night Judge Cammons my partner and I attended the uh Supreme Court his the Supreme Court of the United States his, uh historical society gala uh where there were some fantastic honorees and there were federal judges there it was in the grand ballroom of the Plaza Hotel and you know it was on a a, a historic night for America really for America, but um, also obviously for the Supreme Court of the United States of America, because Judge Jackson was confirmed uh, as the next justice on the United States Supreme Court. And, you know, I again, we've, we've spoken about this and there are a lot of people who are upset and a lot of people who are very, very happy. The part that I'm upset about is this all this party line stuff. And, you know, we're going to talk about this next week, but this morning I was reading the paper and or on my phone, and I believe it's Alabama just passed a law. No, the legislature passed a law, but the governor hasn't signed it in. And it has to do with, and this is an important subject, and we have to really talk about it, but it has to do with whether children, and I use that word strongly, children under 18, so people who can't drive a car in, in a lot of states, who can't drink alcohol in a lot of states, can't join the military in a lot of states, can't go into a, I think an R-rated movie is 17. What's an R-rated movie, 17? 17, 17. that's correct. Okay. But they're saying people on, you know, on this, cannot, on their own, without parental involvement, uh, get drugs 
that would stop them from entering into puberty so that if they want to transition from one gender into another gender, that they, they can't do that at such a young age. And here's why I, I just don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I was trying to think this through. And one of my friends who I was at the Yankee game with said, I said, well, you know, they're kids. Like, how do they know exactly what they want to do at such a young age? 12, 13, I mean, I had 12. 12, I wanted to paint houses. That was my, my goal to do for life was I just wanted to be paint a painter, not like Picasso, but like, you know, uh, I'm going to change the color of your house from blue to white. It's kind of not where I wound up in life. Um, and I, I said, don't, I mean, don't you think it's too young under any circumstances? And he brought to my attention, well, these are the drugs that have to do with, with stopping puberty, that stop the Adam's apple from popping out. Um, and certain things are, you know, changing in your body. If they give you the drugs now, it inhibits all of that. And I, you know, I don't know enough about this to speak uh, about it intelligently. But here's why I, I couldn't figure it out. The, the vote for it was straight down party lines. So, and this is what's so upsetting. Are you telling me, and it's a large legislature. I don't know if it was, there's 120 people in the legislature or something like that. There's not one Republican that thinks this is a bad idea, and there's not one Democrat that thinks this is a good idea. Not one. Is there no independent thought? And, you know, I think about that, and I juxtapose it to, you know, the Supreme Court nominee. And, yes, there were three. Well, I should just say now the the new Supreme Court justice. So technically right now we have, like, ten because she's been, she hasn't been sworn in yet. She'll, she'll be sworn in when Justice Breyer leaves. Um, but... Just three Republicans thought she was she could serve on the court. More than that, agreed when she was just going to be elevated to the Court of Appeals. This whole thing in this country about party line, party line, it's like we're all, nobody has independent thought. I will tell you, I have never gone into a voting booth since I've been voting at 18 years old and voted straight down the line. I vote for the individual who I think can do the best job. So, you know, in Bay Ridge, where I am, it's one of the neighborhoods, one of the few neighborhoods in the five boroughs where there are actually Democrats and Republicans, where the primary does not just decide the winner. And I love that. I love that. And we've had some excellent, excellent public service servants on both sides of the aisle. Sal Albanese worked his tail off as a Democrat. But you know what? Sal Albanese was far from a sheep. He was always in trouble, first with Peter Vallone, who was the speaker, I forget if, he, if there was a speaker after him. I don't know if it was if Gifford Miller, Miller was in yet. But Sal didn't just do what they, he was told to do. He did what he thought was right. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> and then there's been some excellent Republicans like Marty Golden, who have served the community best. But when I think of a city councilman in the city of New York, where it's predominantly Democratic, yes, it is probably more advantageous to New Yorkers to have or to your particular neighborhood to have someone from the party that's in control is and is not going to be losing control because you do get certain perks. Now, if you happen to be a very charismatic Republican or you happen to be a Republican who's there during a Republican administration like 
Marty Golden, when he was a councilman, Rudy Giuliani was the mayor. So he got taken care of. And those are factors you should take into consideration. Because, yes, there are some great Republicans who would be great assembly people. But the way I know that Albany runs is if you're not in the majority party, you have very little power. You have very little ability to get money in your budget and to get things done. It's very, very difficult. But I, I mean, I hear people all the time. Oh, I go right in the booth. I wrote right down Democrat. Oh, I go in the booth. I go right down Republican. What happened to just thinking? What happened to like, like exploring, reading those little booklets that you get that explain who the candidate is? What about the other parties? The Working Family Party, the Conservative Party, the Liberal Party, the Right to Life Party, the Green Party. Just use your brain. Don't, don't be bullied or, or forced or pushed into doing something that uh, you know it's, you think people want you to do. And whether it's this, this bill that's pl- pending in Alabama or uh, the, the tremendous decision of the uh, Supreme Court justice. And, and you know people who do these things just because politicians, oh, this, this is what's going to get me reelected. I don't know. I don't know. You could tell me when you vote for a candidate, do you are you voting for someone who's going to do exactly what you want, or are you voting for someone who has the judgment, uh, the moral compass that you think suits that particular political office? Ah, the questions we have. Um, the masks on the kids, right? There's no absolute right or wrong here. Uh, of course, you speak to one side of the aisle and yeah absolutely it's horrible they have masks on you speak to the other side of the aisle well these kids can't be vaccinated and they could get the coronavirus or whatever we're calling it now and um bring it home to grandma and it's going to kill grandma and now the guilt is on your head i i know that their parents are very upset i know we have michael chessa on the attorney who won the case in front of the uh state supreme court judge who said that you can't force the little kids to wear the masks. The mayor is saying, you know, let's see where we are in a week. I could tell you from my own very unscientific poll, I know four people like well who are all home with the COVID. Um, so it's there. I mean, it is definitely there. I went for a blood test and I, I think I mentioned this and it came back. Everything is digital. I mean, God bless NYU Langone. I, they drew my blood at 10.30 in the morning, and by 10.30 at night, I had all my results on my phone. And I could, and they tell you if you're in the positive range, the negative range. I was all green. I loved it. But they, they come up and it just says COVID-19, and it just says positive. And I'm like, oh, boy. What does this mean? So I don't even tell Mary and my wife. I'm like going to hold on to this because, I mean, I felt perfectly fine. I'm like, I, this would be the biggest case of being asymptomatic. So God bless my sister-in-law, Chrissy, who was the first guest on this show, Dr. Christine Haynes. I screenshot it and send it to her. I'm like, Chrissy, what does this mean? She goes, oh, this is good. She's like, your antibodies are very high. Now, I had it in December, so apparently I have very high antibodies, and I have not gotten the booster. I was going to get the booster right before I got sick. Um, And she actually said to me, she goes, don't get the booster just yet because your antibodies are so high. And then I read something else that the second booster... The FDA is saying, like, the program that we're on is not sustainable, like getting these shots all the time. I was thrilled to walk Arthur into school today, who's five years old, without having to put a mask on. Luke, are you uh, happy you're not wearing a mask in school? 
Yes, I am half. Now, you could get COVID. So do you think it's you, you should be wearing a mask so that you can maybe help prevent you from getting it? Or are you willing to take the risk? Willing to take the risk. Uh, and what happens if you're home sick and bad? Are you going to, like, regret that decision? Possibly. All right. But you're willing to take the risk? Yes. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. You got it from a kid who's actually in school. So let's see, depending on which periodical you read, um, whether the masks, uh, it depends. It's like glass half full, glass half empty. One paper says it's going on for one more week. Another paper says uh, next week he's going to end it. So let's just hope that, uh, but let me just finish the COVID thing. Talking to my sister-in-law, Christine, about my blood test, I asked her, about, you know, she's a doctor in Lenox Hill. I asked her generally about COVID and what's going on. She's like, we're seeing no one is really being hospitalized. So thank God for that. I believe every strain that's coming in is being, it's it's more contagious, but much less, uh, much less dangerous. She said there were very, very few people being admitted. So let's try to stay healthy. We have one more segment. I got to tell you how I got stopped by the cops today. I almost got arrested. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Smoke Signals Radio, your answer to everything you and all smokers need to know about stopping tobacco with smoking cessation expert Matthew Bars. Matt has a quit rate of 70% and you can quit too. Smoke Signals, every Saturday at noon on AM 970, The Answer. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s, like go back to college, learn to skateboard. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. At aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a free three-minute chat with the friendly digital retirement coach, Avo, and receive personalized tips to help boost your savings. Start chatting with Avo today at aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Like AM 970, The Answer? Then don't forget to like us on Facebook. Interact with us. Share your thoughts about your favorite shows. Give feedback to our hosts. Share your opinion on hot topics. Learn about events and more. AM970TheAnswer.com Everyone needs a place to call home. Tune in to Ion Real Estate for the latest news on real estate. It's a seller's market right now, so let Dottie and her team of experts help you navigate the tricky waters of real estate. Tune in every Saturday as Citizens Bank Senior Vice President Ace joins Dottie and offers listeners free advice on the mortgage process. Join in every Saturday morning at 10. Again, that's every Saturday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with iconic DJ Tony Touch, a.k.a. Tony Toka, about how he and other DJs used music to keep people connected during the pandemic. That's Reaching Out, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 with an encore at 9 on AM 970, The Answer. 
Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. showroom at Platinum Mitsubishi, Freehold Mitsubishi. They play great music, so when you're shelling out a small amount of money for a great Mitsubishi, you get to listen to some great tunes, and this is a great, great song. I uh, I go to this place that you've heard about, Cave Hill. Cave Hill is up in Connecticut. My dad started going there when he was six. My dad's about to be 84. Obviously, we've been going there for generations, and one day poolside, my buddy Josh and I would probably having a couple of nice libations and this song came on over the loudspeaker when it first came out and we started dancing like two fools and I love it. Anytime I want to get in a good mood so now you know Sam Bellino, you want to get me up? Just give me the four non-blondes. I think this is a, it's a one-hit wonder band, right? I believe so, yeah. I don't know of anything big from DJ, them. DJ, and, and you want to talk about what's going on? How about what's going on? Some guy I'm going to use a nice word, guy um, in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn was found with 28, Joni, 28 starving dogs. I want to comment. Yeah, go ahead, Joni. Here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Joni Pelza. I am extremely upset about this. Don't you dare abuse animals. 28. My mother will be very upset, too. One of them was dead in a cage, but they were all in cages. They weren't running wild. My guess, although they didn't say this, usually those are like used for dog fighting, but then... All the photos they showed of the dogs being like nurtured by the ASPCA and fed and given water, and it was it was just a horrible scene. So that's a guy, and and good for the Brooklyn DA's office. A woman who used to work there, Carol Moran, years ago on the Joe Hines, she formed the animal, uh, basically enforced uh, animal cruelty laws. And she's she prosecuted. She took one guy to trial, I believe, over a cat abusing a cat. So this guy is uh, he's got his. He's in big trouble because the Brooklyn DA's office takes this stuff seriously. Um, before we get to Padre Lou's libation and talk about a great New Yorker that we lost, um, 
I just want to tell you what happened today. So I had a meeting with a, a client this morning in downtown Brooklyn. I left my car in downtown Brooklyn because Luca and I are going to go to the Nets game tonight. And um, we, uh, I got on the train. And so I get on the number five train. And I'm dressed down today. I'm not all suited up. And I, um, I'm sitting there and I'm all going through my emails and my text messages like I always do, like a nut. And uh, a woman comes and sits across from me. And within, because the train was not very full. This was like 1130 this morning, quarter to 12. And um, she says, this is going uptown, right? And I was like, yeah. Now, this woman was, she was yeah, not attractive, okay? That's the nicest way I could put it, at least in my eyes. Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Uh, but this was not a beauty in the eyes of this beholder. But, you know, like she, was, she just said, it's going uptown, right? And now she's wearing a New York Yankees hat. And I said, yes, it's definitely going uptown. I said, I think we're going to the same place. And uh, she said, and she was like, I guess in her late 30s. Um, and she said to me, oh, I'm so happy because I was talking so much. I got on the wrong train and I went downtown. I was like, okay, no, no, we're in good shape now. I said, you know, we got to get up. We got a ride to go or something like that. And that's it. I went down. I started looking at my phone again. And maybe 10 minutes later, I saw she moved to a, a different seat. I wasn't really paying attention. And now we get to 149th Street, and we got to switch from the 5 to the 4 train. And you have to go up some steps to another platform to get the 4 from the 5 up at 149. So, and there's like people, there's like a bunch of people. It's, it's clearly not desolate. There's Yankee fans are all over the place, like all in their gear and their outfits. So now I walk up, and at some point, and she's maybe 25 feet ahead of me, she turns around and she says something to me. But then now the train is pulling out of the station. I can't hear what she's saying. So I just like give one of those dumb like half smiles and nods. When you, I wasn't going to be like, what'd you say? I thought maybe she was like thanking me for like telling her where to go or something like that. We get to the top of the steps and she's walking ahead of me kind of quickly. And there's three police officers there. And she walks over to them for like. I don't know. I can't really see her at one point because I'm still on the steps. But when I get to the top, she's there talking to them. And then I see she walks away. <laughs> now, I'm walking to the four train and boom, I'm surrounded by three officers. And one is rather large, big guy, Hispanic guy. And he's like, what are you up to? And I'm like, so I, I was able to put two and two together. Like this woman was saying something to me. I don't know what she was saying, but she clearly said something to them. So very calmly, I grin. I said, officer, can I go in my pocket and identify myself? And he's like, sure. So I reached in my pocket. I took out my wallet. And all I took out was my attorney ID, the same card that I used to go in and out of the courthouse. He looked at it. He goes, she says you're harassing her, that you're following her. I go, yeah, I am following her. I go, and so are 50,000 other people who go into the Yankee game on this train. Who are we going and he just smiled. He goes, yeah, I'm following. I'm going from the five train to the four train to the stadium. And he goes, I'm sorry, man. He goes, I appreciate you. I just go, where am I? where's the four train? He goes, go up there. I was like, thank you, guys. Thanks for working so hard. So it was quick, but I have not had a police encounter oof, since I was riding on the train with Glenn and I had an open container uh, in a brown paper bag on my in between my legs. And the cop just goes, get off the next stop throw it out and get back get on the next train no problem officer now apparently according to Joni, they just part of the new budget is uh you're, you're allowed to get drinks to go 
but you have to order substantial food. So you can't just go in and say, hi, can I have a bag of chips and four margaritas to go? You have to, like, get some tacos or something and then four margaritas to go. Speaking of margaritas, a segment that will soon be sponsored by someone because everyone loves uh, Padre Lou's libation. We don't have that much time, so I'm going to cut, even though I have a whole little prologue here, I'm going to cut right to the chase because this is one that I've never heard of. And uh, it is, you know, last week I think it was Sex on the Beach. I don't know where my father's head is at these days, but God bless him at almost 84 years old. It's called Between the Sheets. In your mixing vessel, fill fill it with ice and pour equal parts of, ready, white rum, Brandy, and you could use a, a not not an expensive type of brandy because it's going to get watered down, and orange-based liqueur such as Contro or Triple Sec, and about a half an ounce of freshly squeezed lemon. It depends on how tart you want it. So it's rum, brandy, Triple Sec, and lemon. I got to tell you, I've never, I've never, I don't think even heard of this, let alone tried it. Make it real cold. Put it in your glass. Sip savor and swallow and enjoy it and enjoy the week we've had we had a great week with Dershowitz and and Brett Ratner and uh this whole show has been going great I have like two minutes left and I just want to give a little tribute out to a, a fantastic New Yorker who we lost a man by the name of Tony May that was not his original name at the New York Times obituary reads Tony May, 84-year-old restaurateur who championed Italian cuisine, dies. A native of Italy, he was crucial in bringing Italian fine dining to New York and beyond, determined to break the stranglehold of French haute cuisine. And I know Tony, but my parents, who attended his uh, uh, church ceremony today at St. Patrick's Cathedral, uh, where Judge Mike Pesci, uh, who's a good, dear friend of mine, he married us, uh, gave the eulogy. Um, you know, his name was definitely not Tony May. It was a very uh, Antonio Magliulo. Um, San Domenico was his big um, restaurant that was very, very famous for years. And he was about to open another new restaurant at 84 years old with him and his wonderful daughter, Marisa. Um, Pesci said that Tony May had told him, don't ever think outside of the box. Otherwise, you'll always be in the same place in life. And Pesci also said to him, to Tony, Tony never danced in the shadow of darkness, but rather in the light of the sun. And he was really a a special New Yorker. He made New York, and especially the dining scene of New York, a very special place. There were so many dignitaries there. uh, Lydia was there. Sandra was there. Uh, So as we go into the weekend, have a wonderful weekend. Tony May, rest in peace. God bless you and your family. God bless America. God bless New York. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.